Welcome to the Renewing Your Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ruga, Christian wife and mama to three. On this podcast, you will hear encouragement to daily renew your minds and pursue biblical motherhood from myself and other Christian moms. I am so excited you are here. Hey mamas, welcome back. Tonight I am recording um, on a topic that continues to come up um, over and over and something that I was convicted of a couple weeks ago, um, which I shared about on my Instagram, and that is fear-based parenting. So I am going to do the best that I can to describe what fear-based parenting is and um, some wisdom and scripture from God's word and also from some books that I've been reading to encourage us mamas to, if we are taking part in fear-based parenting, that the Lord would help us to stop and renew our minds and teach us um, the proper way uh, to parent according to the word of God. And that this would be um, encouraging to you as well. So I'm praying as I share on this that, um, yeah, whatever the Lord wants you to hear and to take in um, and reveal to you through the different things that I'm going to share, that you'll listen and make necessary changes if that is the case. Um, And if not, that maybe by you listening to this, you can encourage and help somebody else. Um, another mama who, um, might be, um, struggling with fear-based parenting. So I want to start with, um, Paul David Tripp's book. It's called parenting 14 gospel principles that can radically change your family. And there is, um, a section in here that talks about power tools in our parenting. And he talks about, he gives three most often used tools of parental power that we tend to use to change our children. And so where this is really stemming from is um, Jamie and I uh, do not want to be fear-based parents. We don't want to um, make our children obey because they are afraid of us or um, change our children because of threats or fear in our home. And so because we've decided that we're Lord willing with his help, not going to take part in fear-based parenting, um, it has triggered me studying it and having conversations about it and recognizing it and asking the Lord to redeem and restore um, the parts of our parenting where we fell into fear-based parenting because it's so easy to do when your child is not listening or they are not behaving how you want them to, or you're not, you are not seeing the change in them that you would like to see. It's so easy to fall back on these three tools um, that Paul David Tripp talks about. So the first um, power tool that he talks about is fear. And 
Fear-based parenting is when parents use power and control to try to get their kids to comply with expectations or to change them. So this could sound like threats. You do not want to know what's going to happen if I have to come up these steps one more time. Um, Or it can sound like this. You clean up your room and fast or I'll empty it of everything but a mattress and a pillow. Then you can sleep on the floor and think about how sloppy you are and about all the things you used to have that have been taken away. Or it could sound like this. You do that again and you'll be grounded for months. I'll ground you so long you'll forget what the outside looks like. So really, Paul David Tripp is focusing on threats here in this fear-based parenting, making your children afraid of what you are going to do or afraid of you to to, um, pretty much make them change or obey or um, comply in that situation. And so why is this not effective? Well, we're going to dive into this really more in a few minutes, but briefly, there are several reasons why this is why this isn't effective. And I'm going to dig into each one more, like I said, but it is damaging to their mental health. It prevents learning through mistakes. It leads to rebellion because yes, you might get short-term obedience. You might get short-term compliance, but the moment they get older, they are not going to be afraid of your empty threats any longer. They're not going to be afraid of you any longer as they get older. It can damage the parent-child relationship and so much more. But we're going to stop with those. So again, your threats might cause and the fear of you and, and what you're threatening to do um, and and maybe who you have made your kids afraid of you. Maybe you've crossed the line in your um, disciplining and you have made your kids afraid of you, um, like genuinely afraid of you. You're going to get short-term results, but they will not be long-term, everlasting heart change results. So then you go back to the root. Well, what, why, what, why? What's the reason for your children learning obedience, obeying you, respecting and honoring you? Um, what's the reason for that? And how are you going to get there? I sure hope and pray that fear is not the way that you're going to get there. So that's one power tool. The second power tool that he talks about is reward. So this might sound like if you do this, I will give you this. So it's manipulation is essentially what it is. Um, now this is different than like the penny system, um, where, or the pom pom system where, um, each one of our kids has a jar with their name on it. And as I see them willingly serving the home or saying a kind and loving thing or, um, memorizing a Bible verse, um, they get a pom-pom put in their jar or a penny put in their jar. And it goes the other way. If I, if they tell a lie or if they um, do something unkind to their brother or sister, they get a pom-pom or a penny removed out of their jar. And at the end of the day, 
They can turn in how many they have for um, extra time with mom and dad or a treat. That's different than bribing your children. Hey, if you do what I tell you to do, then I'll go get you ice cream. Um, Because as they get older, they are going to want the reward. They're going to figure out how to manipulate the reward as they get older. And again, you won't have, you won't have eternal heart change. You'll have moment by moment change because they're looking for the next biggest reward. Ooh, if I, if I'm defiant here, then mom will say to me, Hey, if you, if you behave or if you do as you're told, if you, um, do X, Y, Z, I'll give you this. I'll buy you that. I'll do that for you. That's different than encouraging your child in the Lord to do the Lord's work in your home. Um, It's a different system. You're helping them practice um, serving the Lord, serving their home, uh, serving their brother and sister. Um, You're helping them practice how to be Christ-like versus giving them a reward just to get obedience or just to um, behave. There's a difference there. And so the reward system is something to something that parents can fall back on when they're not seeing immediate obedience or heart change in their child. And like I said, it can be dangerous as they get older because they will know that they can get they can get their parents to give them stuff if they manipulate the situation and say I'll behave if you give me this. Um that's not true heart change. That's not true recognition of their heart <clears throat> and realizing um that the Lord wants them to serve him with gladness without expecting a reward. And so again, if you have questions about this, just let me know, shoot me a message because, um, in the book that I've referenced many times, Emma's for mama, she really does a great job describing the penny system and how it's just really helped their kids be aware of what choices they're making or what they're saying or what they're doing with their time. It has really helped them be aware of how they're serving the Lord and they don't expect a reward. It's just getting them into the practice of choosing um, to do the right thing in honor of the Lord. So that was a second one, rewards. And the third one is shame. And this power tool, parents will go to shame um, when, again, they are not seeing a, a heart action, a heart change, or a quick obedience, or obe- obedience at all. Um, it might sound like this: I can't believe that you would even think of doing such a thing. When I was your age, I would have never thought of doing that. In all my parenting days, I never thought I'd have to deal with such a thing. I sometimes wonder where in the world you came from. You have no idea what you've put us through. None of these statements are about wooing and winning your child for what is right. 
None of these statements are meant to help them assess their hearts, confess their wrongs, and reach out for help. These statements are about parents reaching for a power tool, and that's guilt and shame. So what I was thinking about when I read through shame um, is, let's just say one of your children um, disobey or they lie. And you go through repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation with them. The next day, they lie again. And you say something along the lines of, um, do you remember yesterday when you lied? Do you remember that? How you, how you lied yesterday? Um, and shaming them, bringing up a past sin that was forgiven and you were reconciled, you worked through, you worked through the process, bringing up past sin again and again and again to shame your child in getting them to obey you, respect you, honor you, and have a heart change. Shame is simply not going to work. If anything, it is going to cause like all three of these things, fear, rewards, and shame they are going to cause destruction between you and your child. And that is not what we want. And that is not what God wants. So again, I'm really going to focus on fear tonight because I felt the most convicted about that one. And so I really want to dive more into fear-based parenting. But please, again, if you have any questions on the reward thing or on shame and guilt, please reach out to me. Um, I think that this part of the book is so crucial and eye opening and really shows us that our motives, um, and our actions, um, may not always be aligned with the Bible. And so since it's so easy to fall into shame, rewarding, and um, fear, we really need to be aware and ask the Lord to search us and show us what areas of our parenting we need to confess and work on. Um, so let's dive into the fear-based parenting. Let's go ahead and start that. Um, so like I said, fear-based parenting is when parents use power and control to get to their kids, get their kids to comply with expectations. The idea behind fear-based parenting is that if children fear the consequences of not complying with our wishes, they will do what we say. So fear-based parenting includes threats of a consequence if a child does not comply with their parents' wishes, which we've talked about. The empty threats. If you don't do this, this will happen. But then nothing happens. Um, they're just a bunch of empty, anger-fueled, fear-fueled threats to try and get your child to do what they're asking you to do. What this ends up doing to a child um, is actually quite damaging. And I know this from talking to um, a close friend. Um, I also know someone who's experienced this. Their own parents were fear-based parents. 
Um, and then also I am reading from a Christian-based um, psych website that describes it as well, which I will put in the show notes. But here's what happens is when you have fear-based parenting, it can encompass, it encompasses a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean just threats. It can also mean you're so afraid um, of your child getting hurt or afraid of your child going through a hard thing that you stop them from, like you try and fix it, you try and save them, you stop them from ever having to go through um, something difficult or having natural consequences. Um, so for example, with that one, it prevents learning through mistakes. If a ch- if a parent forbids their child from playing at the playground because they're afraid their child will fall and get hurt, this inhibits a child's opportunity to not only experience joyful play, which is essential for development, but it also takes away their opportunity to make mistakes and learn through natural consequences. So children's raised in this parenting style will never experience tough or uncomfortable situations simply because their parents are too fearful to let them experience those kinds of situations. But they need to experience them so they can learn, grow, and gain the confidence in Christ that they have the ability to overcome and achieve. So this part of fear-based parenting um, is withholding your child from doing things or um, taking part in activities because you are afraid. Or let's say something comes up with your child, an issue with um, your child and a friend or something like that, and you just want to save your child. You want to save them from having... Um, you're just afraid that if they go through this hard thing that, you know, X, Y, Z could happen. So you do everything you can in your power to stop them from going through this hard thing. Well, as you will hear in a future podcast episode with a mama who adopted, um, four teenage kids, you cannot stop your child going through hard things. Um, nor should you, because God uses these hard things to, grow us. It's good to go through hard things and rely on the Lord through the hard things. And our children have to learn this just like we did and we do. Um, and so that is one area of fear-based parenting, um, that it prevents learning through mistakes. Um, the second part of fear-based parenting, which this is more the part of the threats, and making your child afraid of you, um, children may f- may fear may feel fearful of making their own decisions, which can potentially lead to decreased self confidence, anxiety, or lack of resilience. Fear based parenting results in children with low self esteem, difficulties in friendship, poor decision making skills, and difficulties with risk assessment. So parents who want control and will try and gain that control from either making their child too afraid to do anything on their own or making them feel afraid because of your threats of consequences or they're just afraid of you um, can lead to your child having depression, anxiety, eating and behavioral disorders, and many other um, health 
comp uh, health issues. So really step back and think about this. If you are parenting out of fear, either fear, one of those fears, so either the fear of the threat, if you're throwing out empty threats to your kids to get them to be afraid of the consequences so they do what you ask them to do, or the fear of, I don't want anything to happen to you, so I'm not going to let you do it. Um, I'm afraid something's going to happen to you. I'm afraid something's going to, you're going to go through a hard thing. Um, or they're just afraid of you because you've crossed the line in your authority over them. Um, then it can lead to any of these, any of these potential lifelong struggles. And so I just beg you and encourage you to step back and think and ask the Lord, Lord, show me if I'm doing these things in my parenting. Help me to, um, help me to change work in me, Lord, to change the way that I parent. So my child understands the honor and respect to God and his, and their father and mother, and that they don't grow up with low self-esteem because I've made them afraid of me, of consequence, threats of consequences, or afraid of going through anything hard or doing anything hard. Um, The other thing that fear-based parenting can lead to is rebellion. Well, this should make sense because if you're so hungry for control over your kids and you are willing to induce fear in them, to ingrain fear in them, um, what's going to happen as they get older? They are going to grow up and, um, discover that they don't want to be afraid of you and they're not going to be afraid of you and it's going to end up backfiring and they're not going to want to listen or honor or respect you, um, because you sought to control them with fear for so long. And that is not what Christ intended. He came to set us free. And so they will come to a point where they will fight back. They will rebel because they recognize that you have held them under fear for so long. Um, And I've seen it happen. I have seen it. I've witnessed it. Um, And it, and it does, it can happen. Um, Another thing that fear-based parenting can do is it can breed anger and mistrust. Over time, this lack of trust can drive a wedge between you and your child causing your relationship to become more distant as your child grows up and begin begins making their own choices. Again, step back and ask yourself, do you want to cause your child to be angry or not trust you? Even bigger of a question, do you want your child to be angry or not trust God? Um... Threats can become so easy for parents to issue for short-term results that they don't even know that they are issuing them. So again, this might sound like getting the kids into the bath. So we, so you threaten no bedtime story. If you don't get in the bath right now, you're not going to get a bedtime story. Um, another one would be if we, if you don't leave, if you don't come with me from the playground, if we don't leave right now, um, the next time I'm going to leave you at home. 
So when you find yourself, if you find yourself throwing out these empty threats, you need to stop. You need to stop. What do you want for your kids? What are you trying to teach them? Think about this from a biblical aspect here. This is where I'm really going with this because they're going to look at their father and and look at God the same way. It happens. So if you have a father who shames you and guilts you and makes you afraid and threatens you, then you're going to think God, our father, treats us the same way. And he does not. Our God is a loving, perfect father. And he doesn't use any of these tactics tactics to get the job done. He's loving and gracious, slow to anger and full of grace. He's abounding in goodness and is perfect at his very core. And if I asked you if that's the kind of parent you wanted to be, my aunt, my guess is that you would answer yes. Our role as parents is to remain calm, to lead by example, and to remain steadfast and self-controlled. So how should obedience happen? If you are falling back on these tools, any of these tools, shame, guilt, fear, or rewards, there is something happening in your home and you are lacking something from the word of God. If you are falling back on these four things to get your child to obey you or respect you or honor you, um, then there is something lacking. And I really want to encourage you that there is a better way that you don't need to do fear-based parenting or shame-based parenting or guilt-based parenting or reward-based parenting. If you yourself, if you are in the word of God and you understand it's out of love, you love and trust the father, right? I hope so. I pray so. God is a good father that we can love and trust. We can love, we can trust him because he works all things out for our good. He cares about us. So envision that as you're parenting your children who God has entrusted you with. Do you think he wants you yelling threats at your child? Do you think he wants you to guilt and shame them if they have already been forgiven? Does he do that to us? No, he doesn't. So maybe you're wondering, okay, well, how how do I stop this? How do I stop? And teach my child to obey, respect, and honor me without inducing fear, shame, guilt, or rewards. I'm taking it back to the word of God, mamas. What needs to happen is you need to teach the word of God to them. They must be trained in the word of God. Why do we obey? Because we love God. We love him. We love him because he first loves us. So knowing that he loved us, he loves us so much that he sent his only son to die for us on the cross. 
He reached out with his only son to save us from our sins, to forgive us once and for all, forever. He does not bring up our past sins and shame us and guilt us. No, we know by the word of God that when you repent, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe on him as your savior, your sins are washed away forever. So how does this come into parenting? You teach your child that. You teach your children that. If you if you are starting to say, if you're catch if you catch yourself and you're starting to threaten or you're starting to guilt or shame or starting to offer a reward, ask the Lord to stop you in your tracks and envision how God is with you. And then that will help you with your parenting. They need to know the word of God. They need to know why we obey God is because he loved us first and gave his only son for us. So out of utter love and thankfulness, we want to obey and honor and respect our Savior, our God, our Father. So how do you get your kid to obey, respect, and honor you and God? You take it back to the basics. You open the word of God and you teach them about who God is and what he has done for them. And you encourage them. You take them through the process of repentance, receiving forgiveness, receiving his grace, and moving on. You don't hold their sin over their head. You don't make them feel shame for what they've done. When Jesus has said it is already forgiven if they know Jesus Christ as their savior. And if they don't, you tell them the gospel, you teach them the gospel so they know what Jesus has done for them. And they recognize they are sinners in need of saving. You teach them how to walk in the freedom of Christ. You yourself needs to walk in the freedom of Christ. So if you have been guilted, shamed, or fear, if your parents used any of these tactics on you, go to the Lord, my friend. Go to the Lord and ask him to heal those parts in you. Ask him to heal those parts so then when you are teaching and training your child, you are not repeating those ugly parts that you might have received from your parents. They're not of God. They are not. We do not, we cannot make heart change happen or obedience happen. True obedience and true eternal heart change happen. With these three tactics, it's not going to be done. It is going to ruin your relationship with your child. And they will never understand 
who God is. If you use these tactics to control your child or to try and make their heart change or to try and get them to obey, it is not going to work. So I pray that what you will do, mamas, is if you are catching yourself doing these these tactics, stop in your tracks. Stop right away and ask the Lord to help you. Ask him to help you to take a deep breath and parent how he parents you. And tell them, tell them why you're parenting them, why you're training them, why you're disciplining them out of love and correcting them and encouraging them because it's a picture of our relationship with God. And so, yes, it is important that there's obedience and there's heart change, but we have to recognize it's by God's power. And and it's important for our kids to know that we are respecting and honoring God by training them to respect and honor us and God, but in a loving way, not in an anger, controlled, guilt, shame, reward-fueled way. That is not how we are going to gain eternal change in our hearts, in our children's hearts and lives. So I pray that our kids will know that why we're training them and disciplining them in love is so that they learn to obey, honor, and respect God. It is a picture. Them obeying, respecting, respecting, and honoring us is a picture of them doing that with God. And how do you want to get there? Do you want to get there by having outbursts, threats, shaming them, rewarding them for good behavior? No. I hope and pray that how you want to get there is by teaching them God's word, leading them in God's way, giving them grace and forgiveness when they sin, not holding it over their head, telling them, encouraging them. There is blessing in obeying and you can trust mommy and daddy. Just like you can trust God. You can trust God even more than you can trust mommy and daddy. We are going to fail. We're going to fail. But God will never fail. He will never fail. You can trust him. So obey. Obey God. And obey your mom and dad knowing that that this is what God has commanded. Why? Because it's good for us. He is our God. He is in control of our lives. And there is blessing in obeying God and making sure they know it's a good thing. It's, a, it's the right thing to do. And that God will 
lovingly correct them if they need to be corrected. He will not do it out of anger, guilt, or shame. It's not from him. He will lovingly come aside alongside of you. He chastens those that he loves. He will lovingly come alongside of you and correct you if you need it, which we all do. And remember, mamas, that's how we want to be. We want to be like Christ where we come alongside our children and lovingly correct them, lovingly lead them to repentance and forgiveness. So again, I pray that if you are struggling with fear-based parenting, guilt or shame, or rewarding, for, be, for obedience or for heart change that you would stop right now. You would stop and you would ask the Lord. You would repent and ask the Lord to change you and to work in you and your heart. Then you can, with his grace and his strength, raise your children to understand that obedience is because we love God and we can trust him. He is a good father who loves them and who commands them in love to follow him and obey him. So I hope and pray this was encouraging. I'm sorry. That was a lot. This is a lot longer of an episode than what I normally have. Um, But I really feel like this is so important to talk about. I feel like it's so important um, to understand, um, that it's way more important to teach them to obey, um, because they can love and trust God. Um, and because they want to obey him and follow him versus they need to obey him because he is an angry, um, God who threatens them, who is going to shame them and bring up their past sins or reward them every time they obey, even though they don't, they didn't really want to obey, but they knew they were going to get a reward. So they're like, okay, we'll do it. Um, I just think it's so important to have this conversation. And if you want, if you want me to send you pictures of this section in this book, um, so you can read it, I will do that because it was so convicting for me. It really made me step back and, and ask the Lord to search my heart and show me in the ways that I, that I was not doing what he was asking me to do in my parenting. And so, um, I'm more than happy to, uh, send you the pictures so that you can read it. Um, but I just want to finish with, I love you mamas and I'm praying for you. I know that this is hard. I know it's hard not to fall into fear-based parenting the threats, the outbursts of anger, um, the disciplining and anger, um, the fear as far as protecting your child so much they don't experience mistakes or hardships. Um, I know it's hard not to fall into shaming or guilting when you have seen your child sin time and time again 
I know it's hard not to fall into these things. I know it's hard to not reward your child because you want them to look good. You want them to, to act good and, and be good. So I know it's hard not to fall into these things, but by the power of the Holy Spirit in you, by the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you can parent your child in love like God parents us. And I hope and pray that as you take time to think on this and reflect on this, that you will see there is a better way. And that is the gospel. There is a better way to experience and, and, and see true heart change and obedience in your child because they love and honor you because they love and honor God. So I'm praying for you. I'm here to talk. If you want to talk about this episode, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be disciplining our child. We shouldn't be requiring obedience. Um, I think those things are biblical and it should be happening. It's how is it happening in your home? That's what I'm challenging you on. How is that happening in your home? Take some time to reflect on that. Reflect on how God parents us. I love you, mamas, and I'm praying for you.